Stampede. Garner isn't number 26.
sometimes people have called into question my mental stability. But that's not just exclusive and restricted solely to myself. No, I might be walking out on a limb here when I say our species is going crazy. In my case, there's good evidence I have a multiple personality problem. When I do this Garner Isn't show, I have to play the part of Triple G, the sex robot. I throw my voice attempting to sound like a female. Well, a lot of people might say I've got a few screws loose, that my milk ain't pasteurized, my bread ain't baked right, my bottled water doesn't taste right. Well, yes, it's not easy for me to play a female sex robot, but I'm confident in my own mental stability. Even though I've confessed on the show, I've been seeing a mental therapist. But I don't go to a mental therapist because I need help resolving some pathological behavior. In fact, my therapist has repeatedly said, You never tell me anything about yourself. And that's true. I never tell Red anything about my sex life, my childhood, who my parents were, what my professional life has been all about. Nothing. I tell her nothing. And you might ask yourself, why do I go to a mental therapist? Well, there are several reasons. One of which is, I believe, red. I call her red because she has red hair, may have serious concerns of her own. I go to her office and begin playing one of my podcasts to her, like what you're listening to now, Garner Isn't. That takes about half an hour. And usually while listening, she sometimes physically reacts to portions of the show. She's said the music makes her relax. And I can understand that because Red is definitely overworked. She's very popular. She may have eight to 10 different patients every day. And listening to that many different people describing their pathologies can be stressful. Three little maids from school. 
After listening to my show, she sometimes gives commentary. Don't you think people want hope? And I respond, I'll have to think about that. I like the music. Thanks. Now, during the show, I've noticed she responds facially, frowning, opening her mouth, when I begin my dialogue between my two protagonists. When Triple G begins to speak, or should I say, when I begin to throw my voice, attempting to sound like a woman, Red appears to react, and I think I understand why that is. I tell her nothing about myself. She's literally starved to get any information about me so she can begin treating me for some psychological disturbance. That's her job. She's trained to do that to everyone that comes into her office. So when I attempt to sound like a woman in my Garner Isn't show, she immediately reacts because I think in her mind, she says, Aha! He's got a multiple personality problem. Now, I'm not the only one trying to understand the dynamics of this situation. I've been able to decipher some of Red's mental behavior. During the course of many sessions, she's mentioned her participation in sports. She said when she was younger, she was a lifeguard at a swimming pool and excelled as a soccer player. But what was really revealing was when she said to me she liked watching American football on TV. Now, a woman, especially a mental therapist, who enjoys watching men beat each other up on a field of glory, may harbor some deeply seated pathology. But since I have a history of having played in sports myself, that is, when I was young and spry, I can appreciate being a fan. However, when she said, I do it to relax, that's when I knew there was something troubling her. But what exactly, I wasn't quite sure.
let's face it, on lots of levels, fans who enjoy watching people beat each other up during a physical contest have hidden hostility. I once dated this woman who insisted on me taking her to a WW Wrestling Mania event at Chicago's United Center. I mean, this was a big event with the stadium sold out. And she persuaded me to plunk down some decent money to buy two good seats up close to the wrestling ring. Oh, Eddie, you'll just love it. Now, watching two grown men, nearly naked, running around, smashing into each other, made Peaches laugh with delight. Sure, she had no hostility toward me. In fact, Peaches often reached out to me to get back together with her after I caught her performing a sex act on some guy when I returned to my apartment unexpectedly. But it was a good thing breaking off the relationship because I later learned she tried to kill a guy she barely knew after just getting married to him. I do sometimes think about Peaches because she had a smoking hot body. And I imagine today in the world of political correctness, that's a violation to think of a woman in that manner. And let me assure you, I respect women who know how to think. It's just that I can't help looking at them. And as far as I can determine, women go through an enormous amount of preparation to make themselves look appealing. When you walk into a large retail store, there's a large portion of floor space devoted to cosmetic products for women. I can't even enumerate all the stuff sold to women to make up their faces. But I assure you, and I think you'll agree, what men purchase to make themselves attractive to women is barely noticeable in a retail setting. However, I did notice recently the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, was admonished for having put on makeup to his face in order to appear Arabic. with 
tales of countless cures. His deep hibernated shall all be extracted by terrified amateurs. The musical singer attends a series of messes and fugues and ops. By barking to a woman with spawn and Beethoven and classical money pops. The billiard chop, who anyone catches his doom's extremely hard. He's made to dwell in a dungeon cell on a spot that's always barred. And there he plays extravagant matches in fitless finger stalls on a cloth untrue with a twisted cue and elliptical billiard balls. <laughs> My optical sublime, I shall achieve in time to let the punishment fit the crime, the punishment fit the crime, and make each prisoner pent, unwillingly represent a source of innocent merriment, of innocent merriment. But I'm pretty sure that wasn't related to a sexual thing or to the prime minister having a multiple personality complex. Then again, there are lots of men who enjoy getting dressed up as women. But I don't think that's his thing. And believe me, that's not one of my hang-ups. I really don't suffer from multiple personality disorders. However, you might say I'm a little paranoid, but that too isn't from any real inner psychological abnormality, even though there might be evidence to support creeping paranoia is happening to a lot of people. I mean, when James Clapper, a previous director of the National Intelligence Agency, was asked under oath in a congressional hearing if millions, if not hundreds of millions of Americans were being spied upon, he couldn't confirm that they weren't. My optical sublime, I shall achieve in time to let the punishment fit the crime, the punishment fit the crime, and make each prisoner pent, unwillingly represent a source of innocent merriment, of innocent merriment. Or, put another way, the director of national intelligence said, in effect, Yeah, so what? So, creeping paranoia is corroborated in real time by major government agencies spying on us. Of course, you might want to ask yourself, why would people want to spy on thousands? Or, should I say, millions of people. Well, the answers could be many, but certainly one would be that national security might be at risk. 
Historically, that wasn't a major concern in the past. People, by and large, went about their business living their lives without being interfered with. But that's all changed. The government's National Security Agency collects worldwide data by clandestine surveillance. That includes the United States, the Central Intelligence Agency, and the National Security Agency work a joint collection service, a highly classified team that has been documented to have inserted eavesdropping devices on lots of segments in our society. It's a tactical procedure that encompasses surveillance, burglary, wiretapping, and breaking and entering. These efforts have been and continue to be an accepted practice in our society. Cameras are used everywhere and increased daily police presence with propaganda of all sorts are causing me to believe someone is out there trying to do me in. So, of course, I'm paranoid. It isn't paranoia when someone turns on their smartphone to find a variety of products advertised that they thought about purchasing a few hours before. Someone or something was listening or watching what they were doing, and that can be in a commercial setting. But in a larger context, having someone know what you're thinking can drive you crazy. Your thoughts are no longer your own. You're never alone, because someone or something is with you. But I never talk to Red, my mental therapist, about these things. I just play her my podcasts, which include a sex robot, Triple G, and Garner, who live in the future. They're environmentalists fighting against the consumerists. And it's true, Red responded to one of my episodes when I played a field recording of birds singing in a forest. Oh, that's so relaxing. And when I was preparing to leave her office, she said, I think you're on to something. Well, yes, I am on to something because I believe consumerism is an economic hazard. It's degrading the natural world, erasing our heritage. In the future, Triple G and Garner are organizing the James Audubon March to save the birds of America, a march to stop the economic system of consumerism that threatens the extinction of animals in the natural world. Yes, Garner. We'll have millions of people marching against the consumerists. It shouldn't be difficult, Triple G. The consumerist system is corrupt. Their financial system can't keep going. Yes, Garner. The James Audubon March to Save the Birds of America. 
We can defeat the propagandists, the manipulators, the greed, the violence, and the deceptions. We'll need artists in the front line of the march. Yes, Triple G. The artists can defeat the consumerists. They can stop the degradation of the natural world. The consumerists will use anything when their economic system collapses. They'll use whatever force necessary to keep their power. They'll use assassinations to stay in power. Triple G and Garner is a show about the future. And maybe there will be a march in the future. A march for the Audubon birds of America. There won't be any Democrats or Republicans, just consumerists and environmentalists. But this future looks a lot like today. Recently, the chairman of the Federal Reserve stated a truth, the truth that no one has been willing to face and few reported. Jerome Powell said, and I quote, the debt is growing faster than the economy, and that, by definition, is unsustainable. And it's growing faster in the United States at a significant margin, end quote. At present, debt is growing faster than the GDP, the gross domestic production. It takes $3 of debt to induce $1 of economic growth. There will be a banquet of consequences.
this week on Garner Isn't, the music you first heard was from the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, a segment of the overture to the Mikado by Gilbert and Sullivan. Then again, from the Mikado, Three Little Maids from School. And then again, a segment from the Mikado Overture. And more from the Mikado, the song, A More Humane Mikado. And finally, Bucarini's A Musical Night from the Street of Madrid. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.